0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love, and I am delighted to welcome Dr. Kak Young, a return guest to the show and author of her newest book, The Supposedly Enlightened Person's Guide to Raising a Dog, Caring for a Pet, Most Especially a Dog, requires good people and parenting skills as you are dealing with the personality and needs of a living entity which should be done with affection compassion and kindness hello kak and thank you for joining us again on healing from within oh thank
1: you cheryl it's just an honor to be with you it's uh, it's like the license to have a good time on the air so thank you (laughs) that's terrific
0: for listeners who would like to hear the last interview kak and i did together you can go to the radio page of my website cherylglick.com and click on 2017 and see the special edition in december on essential healing oils Uh, and support physical, emotional, and spiritual healing. CAC, as listeners of Healing from Within are well aware, my guests and I, well, we share intimate, sometimes unusual remembrances or events in order to further understand the human and universal connection to life in all aspects and to discover how to manifest and create health, prosperity, and happiness through understanding and applying universal laws of energy. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Dr. Kak Young, a producer, writer, and director in the Hollywood television industry, merges creativity and imagination with science and spirituality and has earned a Ph.D. in natural health and a doctorate in naturopathy She helps clients with behavior modification, stress reduction, past life regression, and phobia management, and is the author of 15 books. She is also a former pilot of private airplanes, and is working on a black belt in Aikido, and is a certified medical Qigong instructor. Dr. Young is indeed like da Vinci's Vitruvian man and is really the vitruvian woman accomplished and worldly she is active on behalf of animal rights and we will discuss how a dog's personality and behavior mirrors our own and how we can strengthen love not only between us and our canine friends but others as well kak you know i always love to ask my guests to think back to childhood or perhaps uh, teenage or early adulthood and remember a person or a place or an event that may have been a precursor for the interests work and lifestyle they have now as an adult for the spirit it seems of our life journey seems to
1: be there at the beginning think back for a minute Well, I think so. I believe my first connection to an animal was my mother took me on a cruise on a boat when I was nine years old to Australia, and we traveled from the west coast of California to Australia, and I got a bird. My grandmother got a parakeet, or as they called in Australia, a budgerigar. (laughs) I had a budgie bird in a little cage, and Sparky and I... Uh, just had this wonderful connection. I think that was my first love and my first loss because at the end of our six-month or nine-month stay in Australia, I had to leave my little Sparky behind and go back to America. It broke my heart. So I think that Sparky has that, he has the credit for my love of animals today. Isn't that interesting?
0: You know, I had a little bird when my children were little, and we didn't have a dog uh, and I wanted them to be able to relate with empathy to animals and we had a little bird and I didn't care for the bird but every morning when I came to, I didn't clean the cage and I didn't feed the but every morning when I came into the kitchen I would talk to him and he would sing for me And the oh. and my housekeeper who took care of him said to me i don't understand why i do everything for him and he he just loves you and these are connections that we have with people and souls and animals and a love of life perhaps and i remember having him for years and when he passed we buried him in the backyard and i cried so Like you, a great attachment, a great attachment. So let's go on to the co-author of the supposedly enlightened person's guide to raising a dog is a dear friend of yours, and her name is Lisa Tenzin-Dolma, and she's the founder and principal of the International School for Canine Psychology and Behavior. And you came from a very different perspective. You have been a lover of cats and Somehow she encouraged you to want to bring a dog into your life. So tell us what made you decide to become a guardian of a dog and some of the beginning mishaps in caring for that dog, which may have occurred. Because there's a lot well, to I'm know happy. about caring for
1: <laughs> for children or animals. There's so much to know. <laughs> All right, tell there us. There is. There is, and and that's part of the humor of my story. First of all, I I knew Lisa uh, from meeting on the Internet back and forth with some professional things, and then I went to see her in the U.K. in Bath, and I met her dogs. I saw her maybe three or four times in in England, and I met her dogs, especially the one I write about, Charlie, the one-eyed Romanian rescue, and the feral dog, the dog who came in from the wild and i met him and he was not friendly to anybody but he came over and gave me a paw so that was like amazing and i liked her other dog sky because i had met him before and and that's her soulmate so we talked dogs and i looked at her facebook post and i would see dog 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 and it was all <laughs> oh, great that you know really cute meanwhile i had easy cats you know you change their litter you feed them they cuddle with you they purr and so I was very happy with my six cats. I didn't, I wasn't looking for a dog. I didn't think I wanted a dog. But see, the dog, the inner dog, somehow bit me. I probably with Lisa's dogs, and then I began to notice dogs. You know how if you buy a Volkswagen, then all you see on the on the streets and highways mm-hmm. are Volkswagens. So I think with all this dog, 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 that I was uh, kind of in, in this inner inner dog bite happened. And when I met Tallulah at a, uh, a, it was a Christmas event on the streets of Toluca Lake in near Burbank in Hollywood. And everybody wears their little Santa hats and goes from door to door to, and the merchants have little goodies out for you. So we have a little hot chocolate or a little apple cider. And there were three women holding little bitty dogs in their arms. And I looked at Tallulah and looked into her eyes, and I went, oh, isn't she sweet? Oh, isn't she lovely? Too bad she's not for adoption. And then this chorus of three voices says, she is. And this little dog looked at me. And so I said, okay, I'll, I'll adopt her. And they said, no, 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 it's not that fast. You have to apply. You have to jump through three flaming hoops. We have to check out your ancestry. Your mother has to write us. I mean, it was just forever. So I said, okay, I have to do that. So I literally went next door the next store that was having christmas uh, of festivities and you know had an open door was a computer program uh, computer selling place and I said I need to get on the internet for 10 minutes and I said why and I said go out there and look at that dog in the middle I'm going to adopt it so they let me, <laughs> they let me use their computer and I filled out the application and I went back and said there I filled it out now I'm going to have her then it it turns out all kinds of wonderful things uh, started to connect. The interconnectivity of life showed up because uh, the the lady who was fostering this dog uh, is a writer for General Hospital. Well, I used to produce General Hospital in the 80s, so then we began the litany of names that we knew in common, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, other people that I knew locally were uh, uh, involved with this charity, and so they spoke up. And all of a sudden, I was able to walk away with this dog. It took two days, but I stayed in town an extra day and then picked her up Sunday morning and brought her home. They kind of broke all the rules because there was this automatic... Um, i don't know a life net underneath her and me with all these interactions oh i like that term
0: life net what it really is life is not random and this the people we meet and the experiences we have are Plan. They're part of our soul development and the refining of our soul energy and what we're here on this planet to do. And Tallulah was part of your life plan. There she was. And it all worked out. It's a beautiful story. It's a wonderful story. <laughs> okay. But let's go on to, you say this is the book for an enlightened, compassionate and kindness-based dog raising and training. And I, I think many people are, They're really unaware of what wonderful teachers and mirrors that a dog can be and how we really should relate to them for our own health and development as well as for theirs. So tell us about your own awareness of the wonder of the relationship since you have had not only Tallulah, but you have a second dog now. So tell us about that.
1: Yes, that is it. I think Hemingway said one cat leads to another. Well, yes, that's true. But he also forgot to say that one dog leads <laughs> to another. Good. But, yes, it is it, true. And the lessons began immediately because I, I came into this relationship a little bit arrogant. I thought, oh, I've got cats. I know how to take care of animals, blah, blah, blah. Well, then Tallulah says to me, no, 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 I'm a dog, D-O-G, and here here are the rules. And she began to lay them out for me. I thought, oh, I'd take her out twice a day for a walk, and she would be happy, you know, a little potty break. No, 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 there's more of that. There's more attention that's needed. There's more interaction. Because they feed off of human beings. Their job is to love and to obey. And that is how they complete their dogness. When they have taken care of us, and when they have done their job To the nth degree, that's their satisfaction, but it's only in reflection to us. It's like the moon. The moon doesn't have light of its own. It reflects the sun, and that's what the dogs do. They're reflective of our human energy, but their soul is pure goodness. So they start out absolutely innocent, and we're the ones that wreck them in some way. It's never their fault, it's no. always the management by the human. So when they are guided by praise, when they are guided by love, when they are given boundaries because they want them, they want their boundaries, they want to know what's acceptable and not, we are the ones that have to be consistent. We are the ones that have to come from that master class of love and compassion towards them. And that's when they respond and that's where you know that they are fulfilled. Now I didn't know that day one. I made a lot of mistakes. I hurt Tallulah's feelings. I hurt Truffles' feelings. They all let me know that you know that they have emotions and feelings, and no, I shouldn't talk that way to them. And no, they didn't mean that. And all kinds of things we had to learn through this interaction. And then when they get scared, they come to me to check out what that means and how they should behave. So I have to drop what I'm doing and really teach them. Right. I have to say, "Okay, this is a good person. This is a person to bark at. This is here are the rules, here are the boundaries." And it's it's an everyday experience. It's it's not over till it's over. So we still have lessons every day and most of them are mine. Yes. I think dogs
0: come to share and help us grow. And I want to tell you, my daughter has a new dog now. He'll be a year old next week, and his name is Rocky. And when he was very little, uh, you know, I'm an empath, and I could feel his anxiety when he came into the home, separated from his mother and father and his little brothers and sisters.
1: Uh And
0: and I went to, to give him Reiki. I'm a Reiki energy oh. practitioner, and he he lifted his head in such alertness and surprise because he felt the energy. Mm. And the very next time, uh, weeks later, when I did it again, he was feeling much stronger. He actually bowed his head. It oh. was it was it was so moving and so touching so we cannot underestimate any living thing any human any animal they are aware uh, in an inner sense a soul sense of so much and we have to be respectful and treat them intelligently and kindly and respectfully and a lot of people are just not aware of that so let's go on to Uh, deciding how to find the right dog for you. It can be complicated. And when you do find or the dog is brought to you in the way uh, you received Tallulah, because there you were and the connection was made, you didn't think about all the concerns of what you should select. But uh, some people do, and if you have children, you might want to find a breed or a mix that would be good for your family and your lifestyle. So tell us something about that.
1: Well, that's exactly right. Uh, and I think that when we go, I mean, certainly we want to adopt something, at cats, dogs, animals, goats, with something we want to adopt them and give them a home life, a uh, forever home, so that they don't have to uh, suffer the ills of being homeless. We definitely want to do that. But it is also very wise to so- select the right type of dog that suits your lifestyle. Um, you, you really have to be, because it's, it's unkind to do other than that. And if you've got a big backyard, well, good, then you can get a dog with those sprinty legs that loves to run. And, you know, or if you don't have a backyard, then you're going to need to walk that dog because it needs exercise for its heart, for its muscles, for, for its internal organs. That's how it functions. So you want to make sure that you've got some way to take care of it. What are the dog's needs? What is the dog's personality? And how is that compatible with yours? And you can research that online with many of the dog um, organizations. They break it down. You just, you know, Google types of dogs, and then you can find out about them. But do some research. Find out. For example, how big a puppy will get if you buy something that's cute and it's two pounds and, and at maturity it's 80, that's mm-hmm. gonna impact your life if you're yeah. in a studio apartment. You know, so, so there are major things. You also have to know, uh, what kind of care that dog will need. For example, certain French, uh, bulldogs need a lot of extra care. They have breeding issues, uh, in terms of, uh, yeah a s- lot of health so specifically yeah a lot of health issues in, in breathing etc mm-hmm. so you you have to check and see what you're getting and please my biggest cry to people is don't buy from pet stores do not go for unless you're going to show that dog and that's your lifestyle don't go for something that's pedigreed and hybrid adopt rescues. Let's give these dogs a chance at life rather than being euthanized. Over three million animals are euthanized per year in this country. And if we can prevent that by spaying and neutering and by adopting rescues, we will give animals um, a life. You know, they are not an accessory. They are not like a purse or a pair of shoes. They're a living, breathing being. So let's, let's love and be loved by these, these creatures that need us the most. We're their voices. They have no vocal cords to speak a language. All they can do is let us know by their whimpering and their eyes and their emotion. And, and you can read that so beautifully. So it's, it's, You know, when someone like you comes into their life, it's a gift. That's what they're crying for. They're crying for that moment, that stillness, that connection, Mm -hmm. that human-to-animal moment. That's what they live for. That is their manna. That is what gives them purpose that's that's what they were designed for and when we're busy 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 all the time but but stopping down to connect with them is not only good for them but it's for us because when we disconnect from the world and connect to them our richness grows in both human and animal exactly they are uh, you said it so well they're not
0: an accessory they're not someone that we can you know train and do tricks with and make them perform they are a hum- they're an entity of life and they need to be loved and they can show so much but we have to pay attention to their body language and we have to build a relationship of trust and mutual affection and use kind force-free methods you use that word in the book and i see so many people trying to control everything in their life and then they try to control their new pet and this is not a way to develop what what is good care are not the living thing. No, and when they
1: buy buy those those chains that have those prongs on them and they stick them into the neck of the dog, it's very painful for the dog and it gives them the wrong message about what their life is all about. You know, the dog will obey and it's, it's you know, the human is the one who trains it to do uh, evil things uh, it has been conditioned in its life to act a certain way and we have the power to condition it towards positive action towards uh, uh you know being helpful in the world because that's what they want to do their soul is fulfilled when they're helpful and they have loved that's yeah. all they're here for now, I brought your a very beautiful book to my daughter.
0: She had the new puppy. <laughs> you came in with this uh, suggestion to do this show at a time when she was starting with the, the dog, and I never had a dog. She never had a dog as a child, so I knew there was a lot she had to learn, and your book has beautiful pictures, and it discusses every topic about dog grooming, about going to the vet, about how to walk the dog, and uh, what I found very important and i went over this with my four little granddaughters so they should understand that there's a canine language body language that they had to learn to understand so that they would know when the dog was happy when the dog was frightened when the dog was angry and so that they could uh, do the right thing and have the right reaction on both sides, human and and canine. So tell us something about the complex body language of... It's a fascinating subject, uh, and it's the way dogs communicate. So tell us something about
1: that. Some of the signals. Some of the signals. I think um, each breed has has different uh, idiosyncrasies, and so... Um, When a dog looks like it's smiling, uh, sometimes, you know, toddlers are down on the ground low with dogs, and when a dog looks like it's smiling, it might not be. It might be just ready to attack because someone is approaching it too fast with waving arms, with something that it feels threatened. So the child may see that the dog is smiling, but it's not. It's ready to go. It's yeah. got its lips pursed. So that's one thing. And then I think when a dog is frightened, I mean, it's kind of easy to know that a dog is frightened and fearful. It cowers. It it hides. Um It moves away,
0: yeah, it turns its head, it lowers its body, and it closes its mouth, it pins back its ear. You gave all these descriptions, and I have actually seen this in the dog, and I tried to show uh, my children, my grandchildren, that the dog needs downtime, and he doesn't always want to be held and cuddled. Just like a human being doesn't always want that, so uh, I learned a lot about the body language uh, from your book, and I observed it myself
1: with Rocky. And I taught and, my and, and you're so right. I think humans don't understand that a dog needs to sleep a lot because it right. exerts so much energy. Da, 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 you know, and wagging its tail and and panting and licking you takes a lot of energy, so it needs to sleep that off. Right,
0: right, and when they want to approach you, they will, and when they want uh, to have their downtime and they want to be left alone, you have to respect that, and in a very busy house, sometimes it's hard, because there are a lot of people, and uh, the dog wants to please everybody, I I have seen that, I, I haven't seen this dog, Rocky, not want to go near anyone i know there might be people they like more than others uh but i have not he he just seems so happy around everyone right but i have seen all the signs yeah i have seen all the signs that you give in the book uh uh, uh, when he got frightened when he didn't want to be held uh when other dogs approached him and he reacted from the time he was a little puppy uh they have fear like human beings and we have to help them get beyond that fear so it doesn't develop into a whole syndrome of anxiety, right?
1: Right, which then also manifests as diseases and problems right. and, and all of that. Yeah, we want to keep them uh, happy and healthy and well from the inside out. And I think, you know, another thing to do is to always, is to not punish them. Because dogs don't understand punishment. They understand praise but the punishment they don't quite get it's hard for them to associate especially hitting them or slapping them oh, they, no. they don't they don't get that they don't it doesn't register but praise they do because they will repeat a behavior which they are rewarded for, and that's a way to keep them away from the behavior that they weren't rewarded for. If we if we react uh, vehemently or vigorously or emphatically to a deed that they've done that's negative, then they're going to associate that as praise. So we have to be neutral if they potty on the rug and only mm-hmm. praise them when they go in the right place. And then that's how we manage our emotions versus theirs, because if, you know, if I went crazy every time there was an accident, then they would think, oh, boy, look, I got attention. So I have to give them that kind of enthusiasm when they go and do the right thing in the right place. Then I give them the, woohoo, good girl, good boy, yay, exciting, here's a treat, oh, boy. And And I've had... Yeah, CAC, and it's no
0: different racing children. Praise works much better than negativity and uh, expecting them to be perfect all the time, whether it's a child or a pet, a dog, is not feasible. So we have to be realistic, practical, loving, and kind and and treat everyone the way we want to be treated. It's the golden rule, isn't it? Well, I think,
1: and the other golden rule is that if you have an expensive Asian rug that you don't want anybody to mess up, hang it on the wall, don't put it on the floor. Right.
0: When you bring an animal into your house you have to expect that it's not going to be perfect there will be accidents and That's right. and, and and you have to uh, you have to love the dog more than that so dogs like people are emotional and we know that these fears can lead to illness you know and we also know that controlling them and not respecting their needs uh, uh, somebody said to me and this upset me very much that a dog is just a dog and and needs to know who the boss is I was offended by that, and I said, That's not exactly right, is it? If you show them the right way, they will do the
1: right thing. And if you act well, very
0: controlling, not. they will not.
1: Right? Yes, and Edward Hoagland, I think, said it right. He said, in order to really enjoy a dog, one doesn't merely try to train him to be semi human. Mm-hmm. The point of it is to open oneself to the possibility of becoming partly a dog. Oh, all right, to see the beauty of the dog, that would be
0: really nice. I want to thank you, Dr. Kak Young, for writing with co author. Lisa attends in the Supposedly Enlightened Person's Guide to Raising a Dog, a wonderfully detailed guide with beautiful pictures and loaded with practical, helpful information to understand the language, emotional state, and needs of your dog so you can help him develop into the loving and compassionate companion so well-fitted fit, for your family. For more information and to purchase this book that every dog owner should have, go to or com. in summarizing today's episode of healing from within we have seen how it is important to prepare well for bringing a dog into your home and life and like having children there is much to learn in order to be the guardian of life and to treat a child or pet for the unique beings they are With consistency and patience, helping your pet to feel respected and loved and properly teaching them to have good house manners, toilet training skills, successfully going in a car or visiting a veterinarian groomer, are all done with knowledge and effort, asking questions and asking for help when needed, and definitely knowing the language and behaviors of dogs so you can act appropriately in all situations. Dr. Young... Wrote, Impulse control is hard for dogs. They have to be taught to wait for good things. We have to teach this to our children too. Sometimes we react without thinking. A shout or sudden movement can startle a dog. So one of the many things we dog guardians can learn through the special relationship is to monitor our own emotional states and responses and consider how these affect those around us both human and canine it's a horrible feeling when a beloved dog looks and acts as if his world is falling apart which it is when we're angry with him kak and i would have you remember that nothing in life is coincidence nor random and if you choose to have a family or adopt a dog cat or other pet there is much to be learned from that choice and the experience that follows Hopefully, clearer views of love and compassion will be a big part of that special journey. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders in the metaphysical, behavioral science, spiritual, and medical fields of human development, evolution, and our changing world, offer insights into how do we refine and respect, and develop self-mastery of our emotions, and grow personally and collectively into better individuals. Shows may also be heard on dreamvision7radio.com and webtalkradio.net. Thank you.